everybody and welcome to Bikinis After Babies. This is another very exciting episode. I am so happy to be able to talk about this with you guys today, especially after Christmas. And I am your host, Mandy Rashawn, here with your other fabulous host. Hey everybody, this is Jillian Hughes. Thank you for tuning in to episode five. I've like made a habit of writing the um, captions and like everything descriptions like with the numbers of episodes because I'm so proud of us for staying on a consistent recording and upload schedule because I want to you know be able to share as much consistent value to our listeners so thank you everybody for tuning in we're excited about today's episode and I think we are going to start with just like some updates Mandy is prepping for her spring show and we've just had Christmas so Mandy tell me how your holidays were it was really fun yeah my first show back will be march 30th i will be out in orlando florida so i'm very excited for that show i hear how beautiful it is and amazing it is but um no my holiday was great um we always host everything here and it's always very like easy you know we have like sausage and cheese and like the normal charcuterie boards and desserts and things like that and what's nice is like we've kind of gotten to where like everybody knows how I eat and how like I am so if I like decide to splurge on something nobody cares but if I decide to pull out my Tupperware and eat it they're like nobody like nobody cares so mm -hmm. it was great like we had holiday with my family they came over my husband's family came over Santa visited um, my 14 year old still you know still gives me some a little bit of magic so santa visited um but no it was really good and then got to just spend time with family and you know now it's over and what's crazy is i'm you know in kansas city it's snowing here now it's like pretty is it really mm-hmm it's oh, like, I'm so jealous yeah it's not it's like sticking to the grass but it's like not sticking to like the road so like no it's, it's not dangerous but it's pretty snow like it's really big snowflakes oh I love it. I love a white Christmas. I grew up in Canada, so we like pretty much always had white Christmases. And then I lived in Florida for five years, no white Christmases. And then like in the Midwest, it's just hit or miss. Like yesterday was like, we, you could have been outside in shorts and a t-shirt. And then today it's cold again. And my Chloe just said earlier that she thought it was going to snow tomorrow. I don't know if she just invented that because she got a new winter coat. She wants to wear it, but she was telling us that it's going to snow, but it makes sense if Kansas city, you know, is mm -hmm. more like I don't, I'm not good with geography, but you know, you guys are close enough to us. You know, I don't know if you're north or east or I don't really know. We're, um, we're directly west. Like you're here and yeah. we're like here by three and a half hours. Oh, okay. It's, I mean, I, I wish I could get better around that, but to be fair, I did not grow up in this country. So I don't, I always use that as my excuse, but I mean, I could just look at a map and learn, but most people don't know anything about Canada, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> I was but, terrible, um, actually, but yeah. And so. I, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no. oh, no, I was just saying, I actually grew up here, and I was terrible with directions until I spent a year in L.A., and, like, I lived right outside of L.A., and I kid you not, living there, I was like, oh, I get it now, <laughs> and it, like, clicked, and then when we moved back here after a year, I was like, I totally get, like, like it just made more sense. I don't know why, but living on a coast, it, like... It, it helped me understand, like, be better with yeah. photography, I guess. I don't know. So I totally understand what you're talking about. It's hard here for some yeah. reason, being in the Midwest. I know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know. So Christmas? how many weeks out are you from your show? Oh. Now? <laughs> 
you have a countdown? I, I what is today? Tuesday. I did my check-ins yesterday, and so I'm 15. I'm 15, 14 weeks out. I'm like right there because March yeah. 30th. So yeah, I feel good. Good energy. Everything's like I don't know. I just I do my check-ins and I I just do my plan and I talk to my coach if I have any questions and I just keep going. <laughs> Just keep going. Yeah, that's like really it. I yeah. I do. I really, really try not to like hyper focus on the time frame because I just I know the progress like takes time and it's patience and mm-hmm. you know I practice my posing. I you know I, I lift with intensity. I'm you know good with my food and measurements. I will say this time around, I am trying a few different things. Um, mainly just because I'm very curious. So like I cut out like a lot of like the sugar-free options. I'll still use like, if I go out, I'll use like crystal light drops, but it's, it's very few and far between. Like if I'm at home, Mm -hmm. it's coffee, tea, or green tea or water or like BCAs. But I try to really cut out like any sugar um, free things and just keep it very clean and simple. And I'm really Was there like, um, what was the reason for you doing that like there had to be something that sort of motivated that change for this prep so it's actually kind of interesting in my off season i i use sugar-free everything sugar-free jello sugar-free syrup sugar-free whipped cream um uh cottage cheese and things like that never agreed with me i tried like the cottage cheese like recipes and stuff but Mm -hmm. it just doesn't agree with me so i tried all these sugar-free things and i didn't have I didn't notice any problems with them in my off season I just mm-hmm. I didn't and then I just really wanted to understand if the amount of sugar-free things not like the one thing you know not the one diet coke or the one thing mm-hmm. all the things combined if I were to remove them how much would my gut health and my waist change under a prep Mm-hmm. I thought this to myself and then come to find out like there are uh, like elite level pros that do this. They cut out. Um, I've heard on other podcasts, they cut out sugar free things. And I was like, oh, that's even more motivating. They like if they do it and they're at like the Olympia stage, like there has to be yeah. something to this. Right. And then it there was like I noticed the start of like my prep. My I cut out all this stuff. Also use stevia, pure stevia, though. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's only stevia. I like very particular about that and I noticed it like my weight belt is tighter and my waist has like changed more more than it has further away from the show date so like it's like my waist is gone and my glutes Mm -hmm. are still growing and everything's still growing and I'm just having like this more tapered look so yeah yeah that's kind of like my experiment to myself that I didn't do in my other preps yeah. Do you um, notice a change in like the foods that you're craving because you made that change? And there's a reason why I'm asking. So I just want to know what you think. N- no, because the only, f- like, I would say like when I do crave food, stevia is really, really strong. So like, it's really mm-hmm. sweet tasting. Um, I will, I will get pretty creative. Like, so if I'm craving mm-hmm. something, I'm not an ice cream person. I'm more of like a cookie, salty person. I'll make mm-hmm. hot oatmeal. I'll let it sit till it gets like a thick consistency. And I'll, mm-hmm. I will have that mixed with stevia and salt. And then I'll use like my tablespoon of peanut butter and I'll put that with it. And it's kind of like a no bake cookie. So like, and yeah. I control how sweet and salty it is. So like things like right. that. And 
um, yeah, like that's, if, if I'm craving chocolate or anything, I still, after my workouts, I'll do chocolate rice cakes. Uh, most of the time I, I don't, I really like all the fruit. Like I can eat quite a bit of fruit equal mm -hmm. to one chocolate rice cake. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. but I find yeah. little ways to curb my craving. So not really, I guess. Yeah. Why? So, um, well, just in, I, like, I've done so much reflection since we started this podcast because we've talked about so many parts of our journey that I just kind of, like, forgotten about. And I just remember having, like, just um, a horrible sweet tooth, like, for years. Um, I was, like, such a, like, brownies and cookies person, and I'd be in prep and just dreaming about foods. And then even, like, in off-season when I had plenty of calories, I just always was a sweets person. And I've become not a sweets person, and I'm pretty sure the reason why is because I don't do a lot of sugar-free stuff, like, at all. Like, I, I used to do a lot of it, and um, and I think it was because I thought that it was going to help me with my sweets cravings. But when I kind of went on a little bit of like a health journey, um, and this kind of started a couple preps ago, where I was just cutting back on putting things in my water and just like keeping things a little bit more plain. It was also easier too, because I remember like having specific things I could not run out of, or like, what was I going to do about my like ridiculous sweets craving? Right. And so just, it made things simpler just to keep things simpler. And then I just found that I like, don't really crave sweets like at all. Like I, I always kind of gravitate more towards salty stuff. But if you would have asked me that even like five years ago, that wouldn't have been the case. But I mean, I was that girl that would, you know, I drink my gallon of water, but I'd also have like two, you know, diet Dr. Peppers. And then I would, you know, put BCAAs in my water and then I would use sugar-free syrup and then sugar-free barbecue sauce and sugar-free ketchup and sugar-free jello. And I did so many of those like free foods, um, that I just, I think that just kept me always craving sweets. And, and now I will tell you, like, I feel better. Um, I feel like my skin looks better. And then of course, like, you know, fewer cravings, um, and then a tighter waistline too, you know, like it, it really does help. So I think, um, it's paid off for me, but I didn't know, I didn't expect that that would be the way that it, it went. And I didn't do it deliberately for that reason. But now I sort of like try that with my clients if they're like really craving sweets and they send me sort of what they were eating. Um, and it's just all this like fake food, sugar-free stuff, prepackaged stuff. If I take them to like more of a whole foods approach with fewer processed foods and less sugar-free fake stuff, they do a lot better. So um, and I'm not saying I've eliminated it completely. Like now that I'm thinking about what I'm really eating, like I do have one a day. Um, I'll have like one of those um, Greek yogurt. They're like, it's Oikos makes it and it has a lot of protein in it. Cause I have really high protein requirements based on where um, I'm at in my build. And sometimes it's just really hard to get it in. And so I've started using this, um, this Greek yogurt that it's naturally sweetened, but it has 20 grams of protein per serving, which is like pretty awesome. So that would be like something I guess is like a processed food, but otherwise I just don't really do it anymore. Couldn't tell you last time I had diet Coke and I used to like, like have a case that like a, 24 pack would last me maybe a week, maybe. So yeah, it's not healthy. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> that, that's kind of how I am with like crystal light. Like I, I love the droplets and I have a bunch of them cause my, it's a great way to get Carson to drink like more and more water. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So, but the only it's like uh, my thing would always be Sprite zero. Like I, when I quit mm -hmm. drinking alcohol, that, that was a little different. It's not that I craved alcohol, but I just, it was more of like the, the motions you would go through to have like a drink to relax, you know, that habit. Yeah. And so, um, when I first, cause 
next year will be three years that I haven't drank. And when I first did it, I would make mocktails at home. So we have like cocktail glasses and um, like mule cups and things. And I would use Sprite Zero for like stuff like that. And I just, mm-hmm. it helps me kind of graduate to where I'm like, I don't even, unless it's like really hot outside and people are like having a bunch of cocktails and I'll be like, okay, I'll have Sprite Zero or Club Soda with Crystal right. Light. You know, other than that, like I just, it's usually water. Yeah. Also, like I got a bad stomach ache from an energy drink one time. And it like my stomach just hurt and it was not at a good time. And I had to deal with it. I was working backstage and I was like, Oh, my stomach hurts, but I have to like work. (laughs) So that was, I know there's just so much stuff in them. Like, I don't know. And I don't know if we always like, you know, think about like in prep, sometimes you're like, you're just trying to get through it. Like definitely deep, deep into a prep. If I like have a very long event going on, like maybe I'll have an energy drink, but I just really, I try not to. And and yeah, I've had that same experience where I just took a couple sips and I'm like, "Mm, this is, and I used to drink them all the time. Like I was a nurse that worked night shift. And I remember like stopping and grabbing one before my shift all the time. And you know, and I've kind of eased off on how much caffeine and stuff that I take in as well. So, um, but I think all of this kind of ties into our topic today because we are ending the year, going into the new year. And of course, you know, everybody's thinking about their goals. I mean, not everybody, most people. And a lot of people are thinking about how they want to perhaps start their fitness journey or if they're on a fitness journey, maybe accelerate their process, um, get better results, maybe change the goal and whatnot. So we thought a good topic for today would be fat loss secrets. And not that we have, you know, only secrets to share with you. We've got, you know, things that work for us, work for our clients, but then we're also going to share fat loss mistakes and things that we've done um, and things that we've seen people do that you don't want to do if your goal is to have a shapely, fit, and feminine bikini body, right? Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to make the same mistakes that we did. I mean, especially myself, like for decades, like just mistakes that you make because like you don't understand fat loss. You don't understand how to lose it or how to create that tone look that I I love that word tone. Like I want tone arms. (laughs) I want tone legs and that's great. I know what you're talking about, but do you know what you're talking about? Because it's, it's not the starvation. It's not this, it's not that it's not the, all this stuff. Like we can create that. And just like we do with a bunch of our Mm -hmm. clients, you know, we want to share mistakes that we made and make sure that as best, best as we can, nobody else makes those mistakes. Right. So do you want to start with mistakes? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, there is just, there's many. (laughs) And, and honestly, I can't fault anybody for having done the things that we are going to talk about that are mistakes or things that maybe other people are telling them not to do. And I certainly don't want to be the place where we're making people feel bad about the things that they've done. You don't know, right? Like you just, maybe it sounds like something that someone else has worked for someone else. Or, you know, I was just skimming through um, reels this morning and there was this woman and her physique was incredible. Um, She was, you know, she had abs and, you know, she looked really like toned if you want to say, and the workout that she was promoting, I was like, 
good lord i hope nobody does that like it was like the, the crazy like loud music and like hit she was jumping around all over the place sweating like a mother and i'm like there's no way that's her workout like i'm sure that that's gonna get her a lot of like reels interaction and probably a lot of clients but i can just see somebody going that's the body i want and that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna jump up and down i'm gonna burn as thousand calories and and I should lose weight, right? Because we'll say, oh, to burn a pound of fat, you have to have a 3000 calorie deficit. So people are like, okay, well then that's all I need to do. Like it's science, right? But there's so many things that, you know, are sort of like the caveats to that. Like, okay, well, what is your age? How's your hormone function? Like what's your diet history? These things are all really important. And that's where if you start to get confused, there's so many people that can help you. So many, there's, there's coaches, there's, you know, even like some of the nutrition stores have certified nutrition specialists in there that can help you. So you don't have to be confused and lost and hopefully you'll get some good tidbits from our podcast and that can, you know, help you kind of dispel like the, the rumors and, and, you know, learn more about what works and what doesn't. Um, but I'm happy to share all of the mistakes that I made because a lot of these mistakes I made, I made as a fitness professional who knew better, mm-hmm. but I just, you know, was, I guess, experimenting on myself. And, um, but, you know, of course my journey started back in my high school days, you know, um, and the biggest thing I did then was just tons and tons of cardio and under eating, thinking that in order to have a more fit and muscular, like bikini competitor style physique, I just needed to lose fat. Well, yeah, okay, maybe that is the case where somebody needs to lose some body fat in order to see that physique, but the physique wasn't under there. Like I hadn't built the muscle yet. Um, So, you know, all that really did was just make me ravenously hungry and then cause me to, you know, binge and eat everything in the house because I was expending so much energy and not putting enough in and you can only do that for so long and then your body, it does a couple things. Your metabolism downregulates to sort of meet what you're giving it if you're giving your body 800 to 1,000 calories a day like I was and then burning 3,000 to 5,000 calories a day like I was, your metabolism is going to keep you alive. It's going to downregulate. That is science. That is, that is what happens. I, it's different for everybody how long that takes, um, but that's, you know, that's what happens. So that and, you know, after a while, you, your body, you kind of just go crazy and, you know, crave everything and want to eat everything in the house. So that was my... Probably my biggest mistake is just, you know, too much cardio and, and under eating. Yeah. And mine was kind of, well, really similar except the cardio. Cause I will say when I was a teenager and I, I, so I played soccer, so I had like an athletic build, but growing up, you know, two decades ago, you know, if you weren't a size zero and a blonde, like it was just hard. And so I wasn't, I was curvy. Like I had soccer legs and a soccer build, but I wasn't mm-hmm. like, like big. It, it, I was like normal, but I didn't like look like the rest of the girls. And so, and all the other girls, they, you know, the ones that were skinny, like you want to be skinny. So like, I didn't even start working out till I was like 22. I just, I did mm-hmm. soccer and with soccer, it was just running. So I guess like a form of cardio, but I didn't think of it like cardio is just a sport I played. Um, right. But I would starve myself. I would be like, I want to be skinny like everybody else. And I want to fit into a size zero or double zero. And I think, I think I was like a size five or something like that. I don't remember, but mm-hmm. I wanted to be skinny. 
and I would only eat salads in front of people and I just wouldn't I like wouldn't eat that much and I what's crazy looking back on it is I drank so much soda like I drank mm -hmm. so much soda because we had a second fridge in our house and it always had soda in it so I would always have soda and I'd always have snacks and I would think that's okay because I'd have a drink and a snack and it was small you know but that's like I would eat that after school not eat anything else have like I basically would try not to eat dinner with my family and like go to bed hungry. Like I would just always be hungry and then I'd eventually crash and eat whatever. But like I drank so much soda. Like I'm talking like four or five Cokes a day. Like it was ridiculous how much soda. My like regular drank. soda? Yeah. Regular like Coca-Cola, Mountain Dew, Dr. Pepper. Growing up, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. It cracks me up because if I have a sip of sweet iced tea on accident, I feel like I'm going to oh, die. Oh, yeah. It's, we cracked yeah, air and I taste it. about it all the time. Mm -hmm. But no, just wanting to be skinny and wanting to be small and thinking that if I eat small and not a lot, then I will be small. And then if I didn't get that result in a few days, I'd be like, oh, it's not working. And then I'd just binge eat something. Mm -hmm. And then I'd be like, oh, no, like I need to eat, only eat salads. Like the the roller coaster that I put my body through yeah. was like just nuts. And I did that for for years. Like I got pregnant with Carson at 19. So I feel like right then it kind of stopped. I was pregnant and just ate whatever. And that was what it was. But like, even after I gave birth, it just, I just, I didn't think about weight loss until I got older. And then even, even like you said, as a health professional, I wasn't a health professional, but I was like trying. And I just kept thinking like, Oh, I should just eat less fat. And I should just move more. And that's kind of when, like you said, like the cardio, do lots of cardio and eat less mm -hmm. and lots of cardio and eat less. But like you said, it's, it does, it crashes your metabolism. You, you're eventually, you're going to crash and burn and your body is only going to do yeah. that so many times. And as you get older, it's going to fight back and be like, we're not going to do that again. So you won't lose that weight. Like when you're 26 and you gain the Christmas five, 10 pounds and you're able to lose it in January when you're 35 and 40, that doesn't happen anymore. That those pounds. I know. Stay on you. <laughs> yeah. they. It doesn't, doesn't come off that fast. It's a very common thing. I hear this time of year where I have women that will say, you know, Oh, I used to be able to knock this off me and now it's not coming off me. Like, how do I do this? I'm like, your body's sick of it. Your body's saying like, I'm not going to, I'm not doing this anymore. And it, it's, it's going to fight you and it's going to be harder. So that's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And to sort of like piggyback off of that, another thing that I did uh, was diet pills. And, you know, back in the day, like early days of competing, about you those could just a get ephedrine, like you could just walk into like a, a store, they would sell out of it too. Like, and I think probably maybe people were buying it for math back then. And we just didn't know. Um, <laughs> but you know, they would sell out of it. And you know, you would know when they got a shipment in, and then you would go and get some and you would just make like an it's an ECA stack, like ephedrine, caffeine and aspirin. So I would take an aspirin and I would take a caffeine pill and I would take an ephedrine. And you were just like, D -d 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 -d, like you were so jittery and you know, buzzing, like, you know, you had energy, but you also were not really that hungry. But then when it wore off, you would crash and then you'd be starving. Um, and I just think that that's 
was terrible, but it, I mean, it suppressed your appetite, gave you energy. So, um, and I was a nurse working night shift, so it kept me awake, which was what I needed because of course I wasn't sleeping very much. I was just working out a lot. And, um, so, I mean, over the years, like so many companies come out with them and, you know, oh, this fat burner and all this stuff, like, and I don't know. I mean, there are certainly supplements that aid in fat loss that do help your body utilize fat for fuel um, because we as human beings don't do a good job of that Um, our bodies always want to use other things for the fuel source so certainly using something like l-carnitine is a safer way of promoting fat loss but most of the diet pills are just they make you feel real awful and you know they just give you energy and 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 i now like i took a pre-workout at um like a supplement like that was given to me at like a trade show. And I was like, oh, let's give this a go and give me some energy, whatever. Oh, I was so sick. Yeah. I'm like, this is terrible. Like what's in this? Like it wasn't like a pre-workout that I would take to go and work out. It was more like an energy supplement, like an energy pre-workout. Um, and I just, I don't have the tolerance anymore like I used to. But um, I think I think they're quite unsafe because you could have an underlying cardiac issue that you don't know about and this could, you know, send you into a cardiac episode because it does speed up your heart rate. And um, so overall, they're just not safe. But that was a big mistake, something that I did a lot during mostly in my 20s. I think once I became a mom, I was much more conscientious of that stuff and, um, you know, not wanting to die, <laughs> you know, so right. not that I didn't care about that when I was not a mom. But, you know, when you're you younger, think I think you're just kind of like, what could happen? Nothing could happen, yeah. you know. <laughs> So yeah, I, I actually forgot about that. Yeah. Cause we had, um, uh, hydroxy cut. That was a popular yeah. one that would always like fly off the shelves and was constantly promoted. I was in the commercials and- for hydroxy cut. Did you know that? Oh my God. Were you really? I worked for them. I did. I, I had a great experience. That. Yeah. Was- oh yeah. Oh God. I did. So it was, a it was a weight loss supplement. So wait a minute. If um, I go on YouTube and like type in hydroxy cut, hydroxy cut Jillian. Uh, 2007. I'm totally doing that. I want to see it. I was, yeah, I was in magazines and everything. Um, and it was a great experience. And, um, I'll tell you that the supplement that by the time I got on board with them, they were not using ephedrine anymore. It had already been kind of banned. Um, but how that product worked at the time was it like had, um, something in it that made you feel a little bit fuller when you drank water and then it had a little bit of caffeine in it. So, I mean, I was, this was when I had Brady. So he's, he'll be 16 in February. So it was a long time ago. And at the time, I was having a hard time losing the baby weight. And um, I had sent in for like a sample of some other product that the company was marketing. And um, there was only Facebook at the time. So they saw that I was a competitor and, you know, I had a new baby and there, I get a phone call and they want to have me in ads, but they need to see what I look like to see if I'm like big enough to be a transformation. And I'm like, oh my God, I just had this baby. Like I'm not, and I was, you know, I had like a lot of weight to lose. I had like, I think it was like over 40 pounds at this point. Um, And so they hired me to be like a transformation. So I had a good experience, but to lose the weight, I did all the things. Like I was, you know, following a diet, I was training, I was doing cardio. So it was it was supplementing um but i remember in high school hydroxy cut when i was in high school so this would be the 90s that stuff was like it had ephedrine in it it was definitely um you know kind of like the what were they called like 
stingers and like like that stacker like there was so many different ones all had ephedrine in them and it was one of them and then they kept like reformulating it um and that's how i ended up out of working with the company is because the product that i was marketed for they like reformulated it and then all of us that were those transformations for that product like they moved on to like a new group of people so um So yeah, I, I when I'm asked about it, people are like, did it really work? I'm like, well, yeah, but I was also doing like all the things, you know, so yeah, on so, its own, like, it wouldn't have done anything. So it would have been, it would have been like around, like, I would say between like, oh, like 2002 and like maybe 2006, seven, like around that time mm-hmm. frame. So that's when like hydroxy cut, fat burners, fat loss pills. I, I kind of forgot about it until you said it. I mean, I... I tried hydroxy cut quite a bit. I remember buying it and my mom like getting so mad. But the thing, so my thing was, and one of my biggest things of like the clients that we get, you know, like we have the questionnaire and it asks them like, what are the diets you've tried or what diets do you like and things like that. And it, and fad diets, fad diets mm-hmm. are so dangerous and they're dangerous. I think not just physically and metabolically, but like, mindset wise like yeah i feel like they can mess with you in your head so much because for one there's so many of them everybody's mm-hmm. different and everybody can lose weight like everybody can everybody can like achieve what they're trying to achieve via like how they want to look physically or how they want to feel it's just about balancing your diet and it's about mm-hmm. resistance training balancing your diet some cardiovascular activity and resistance training So back then, a big, big one was Slim for Life. Oh my God, Slim for Life was just like everywhere. And my mom, and looking back, this was so interesting because my mom was like, she wasn't considered petite, but if if she was alive to this day, she would be petite. So like she, like she wasn't big by any means, but her friends were skinnier. And Mm -hmm. she wanted to be skinny. So she started buying all these Slim for Life shakes. And I would see the Slim for Life commercials. And when I was that age, I'm like, oh, if I drink these shakes, then, like, I will be skinny. You know, there's no education behind it. There's no, there's no teaching. There's no, there's just like, oh, drink these shakes and buy this product and you'll be skinny. And I remember that just, like, was terrible. I would drink those shakes two, three a day and again, go, you know, not eat and just live off the shakes and salad in front of people. And it obviously like looking back on it, it was terrible and didn't work and they tasted awful. Granted nowadays, protein shakes taste phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> now they, they taste do. good. They, they didn't used to. It's like a milkshake. Yeah. No, you go back in like, Oh, four and drink a slim for life shake it is not chocolate. Mm, that is terrible no but. and they were like thick i remember like it just being like really thick and now i think oh my god like what was in it like well how what were, were they putting in it to make it so too. thick Ooh. i know and they were shelf stable like you could just buy them on the shelf like oh my gosh shouldn't this be refrigerated i know yeah fad diets well and i'm pretty sure everyone knows what what we mean when we say fad diet but essentially it's something a little bit radical like where you're only eating a certain type of food or um you know a, a certain way like um zone um 
I'm trying to think of all the all the big ones that like really made Atkins it like is a big one. Atkins um, that was, was the one, one I was looking for um, and that was like our introduction to keto which I do think in some cases mm-hmm. keto has its place but I think it's dangerous for people to just give it a go on their own without really any professional guidance because it isn't for yeah. everybody and it's we all digest food differently we all have different genetic makeup and it's not for everybody um, mm-hmm. But I think that was kind of when keto, like around that time, people were people are always searching for something easy. I get it. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. I wish it was easier. Um, but it's so it's so much more than just oh, I'm just going to give up, uh, you know, all these food groups, and then I'm going to make all these rules. Like the rules, I think, are what really mess you up because then there is this sort of like, oh, this is all good, and then this is all bad, um, and so you know we don't want that ever to be the case because then your mindset automatically is you're kind of gradually you start to you know if you've labeled things as as bad you know it's human nature to kind of want them more and that's just a really dangerous thing to do to our mindset so um rarely do we ever have a case where we'd be like no these are bad like i mean there are some foods that literally offer no nutritional value like i'm just going to say it pork rinds I didn't even know what those were before I moved to this country, but it's a thing. I'm like, there'd be no ever any reason for us to have that in a meal plan. But if somebody like really loves pasta, okay, we can make that work. Like chocolate, okay, that's not a bad food. Dairy's not bad. Gluten's not bad. You know, that's the biggest thing is these these rules. And I think that's what yeah. stresses people out. And it's too much information. So we just want something easy. Like just tell me what to do. And I get that all the time. If you just tell me what to do, I'll do it. And I'm like, okay, but... Also, like, if you understand what you're doing, you're you're going to stick with it way longer than if I'm just telling you. Like, if you don't know yeah. why it's working, what's backing up that lifestyle change? Like, what's going to make this something that you're going to continue to do so that you can keep the weight off, right? Yeah, and that's why I like our coaching style at Momshell. I do, because it's do we make we make customized nutrition plans and we do customized workouts based on whatever the lifestyle may be of the clients but something that i really enjoy doing is when a client does like their check-in and they may not even be asking me a question it, it just may be like something that i see and it's like an opportunity that i can be like this is what's happening and this is why it's happening um i'm trying to think of something I'm trying to think of something recent. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I just, it, cause like, of course it's always in the moment, mm-hmm. but if just being able to be like, this is why you're plateauing or this is why you may feel like this. Okay. Like if I have a big one that I kind of see a, a, it happens probably once, a, like once per like client, it's going to happen where you eat off your nutrition plan and your digestion is like messed up. But mm-hmm. it also like spikes their cravings. So this is very common, obviously, because of the blood sugar spike they get from like not eating on their nutrition plan. They eat something and it, their blood sugar now is spiked and it's going to drop. And whenever it's going, whenever it's dropping, it's you're going to have those sensations of cravings for sweet, salty, greasy things. And so having that opportunity to be able to explain that to people through like our coaching and having them be like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm like, exactly. You don't need that craving because that's mm-hmm. your mind, right? You think you need it because you're craving it, but you don't. It's because you ate something that caused a really intense spike because it was something off the plan, like not on the plan. Like they just ate something mm-hmm. off the plan and it caused it to spike. It's going down. You don't need it. Just drink a bunch of water 
and eat your next meal whenever it's time to eat your next meal. So having the opportunity to educate people is probably the best thing I love about coaching because both, you know, I have 10 years experience of failure basically of like things that didn't work and then learned why they didn't work. And now like we can help other people with it. Um, totally. Yeah. It's a mistake a lot of people make. And I, I see a lot of people avoiding carbs and they, you know, oh, I just try not to eat, you know, white food. Rice, yeah. rice the is white, so I like can't eat saying, it. Yeah. Like, okay, why? Oh, I don't know. I just like, I heard that. I'm like, who told you that? Oh, I don't really know. Like, they don't really know. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not here to argue with what people you know, believe, but I also just want to show them like, Hey, here's what's like really going on. You know, a common one is like women will, um, and I'm saying women because I don't work with men. I only work with women. Um, women will, um, be eating like low calorie, um, or low carb. And they do that like, kind of like all day, like this, like low carb, low calorie, like all day long. And then in the evening, they're like starving and they like completely fall off track and they eat everything in the house. And then they feel like a big giant failure. And it's because they've lost blood sugar control and it's happening all throughout the day but they're fighting it and that's like a struggle that the body like doesn't need that's like very stressful but for some reason when i tell them like okay we're gonna have carbs fats and proteins together so your blood sugar stays nice and stable they're like so afraid and i'm like okay well what you're doing like isn't working so why don't we try it my way and see what happens but they're still so afraid because they have this ingrained in their head that carbs are bad and carbs are the reason why i you know haven't lost weight or why I look squishy or why I have cellulite and but then but these same people are okay with having cocktails and alcohol so it's just really just dispelling all Mm -hmm. yeah like it's just I mean and a a calorie is not a calorie so people will say well it was only like vodka is only like 60 calories and I'm like we have so much to unpack there there's so much more than that going on but I think, yeah. you know, certainly that's a, a big thing that we see is like going no carb. And But I mean, if you look at competitors, there is a time and a place for carb cycling. And that is high level. That is, you know, managed by a coach and a client who is um, very, you know, very consistent. Somebody that's got a big, big goal, like hitting the stage and getting in phenomenal shape. They're checking in. They're ticking all the boxes. Like this is not like you know, did you accidentally eat something you shouldn't? Did you forget? Did you skip this? Are you training? Like we're past, like none of that stuff's going on. If you're going to do something like carb cycling or, you know, low carb, most of the time people don't stay low carb that long. Their coach is incorporating refeeds so that their blood sugar and everything and their metabolism stays optimal. So, you know, I'm not saying like we haven't done low carb approaches as athletes because we have when, when we need to do it. But what I'm saying is long-term as a, a long-term solution to weight loss, it's a terrible solution because it doesn't, Mm -hmm. it doesn't stay. And so I think like if I could kind of summarize like the worst thing that you can do, it would be something that you can't stick to. That's the worst fat loss trick secret there is, is, you know, doing something that's short term because it's not going to give you long term results. And I think people know that, but they keep doing it. They just keep doing that, expecting a different result, which I mean, that's the definition of insanity, really. And it's cost them a lot of time and a lot of money. And um it doesn't doesn't get them anywhere. So, but some for some reason that old ways won't open new doors is just a really tough one for people to trust in because they've probably battled their weight when they get to us. Like our clientele is 30s, 40s, 50s. I've got clients in their 60s. That's a whole lifetime of doing fad diets, making the mistakes that we made, and still not knowing what the heck to do to get in good shape. So, that's a lot to unpack. So, 
Yeah, and I think yeah. it's interesting because people will, I've I've heard this for many years, but people will com- compare um, a competitor athlete diet to a fad diet. And I'm like, there's there's a time and a place, and that's what people don't understand. So yeah. if you are an athlete who is in an off-season and you're eating a balanced, high-calorie way of eating, and then you're... 20 weeks, everybody's body is different, 20, 15, 12 weeks away from the show that you want to do, then you start manipulating your diet. Everybody's mm-hmm. body's different. Some people do really well on high fat high or low carbs. Some people do, you know, vice versa. And you work with a, a good coach and you manipulate your calories and your nutrients down to the show. And then from the show, depending on what you're doing after that, you manipulate your calories moving forward. Let's say you do another show, continuous manipulation, and let's say you're done. Let's say you need to go into an off season, a build season. You manipulate your calories back up. That's not a fad diet. That's a, like you're preparing for something, and you're and you're going right. through a preparation. Hence, hence prep. But it's it, that's your mindset. A fad diet is exactly what you said. These horrible do not eats. These horrible or these do eats, especially the the companies that push their processed foods um i think it's weight watchers i just i mm, it drives me nuts because you have these companies that are like i'll promise you the world 60 pound loss 50 pound loss i'll promise you you know everything and then they push you a lot of times to purchase their product and purchase their food and again there's no education Mm -hmm. so that and and it's not sustainable are you going to want to eat like that how about like you learn how to cook if you learn how to cook and season things, you're more likely to grow with that. But, you know, a comp diet isn't a fat diet. It's a manipulation of working with a good coach and then raising your calories back up for whatever you need it to be. And I feel like there's like a misconception with that. There and, totally is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it can go bad. I personally experience, you know, a poor manipulation. And I feel like it, it happened at a really good it happened at a good time in my life because it, it made me take a step back to be like, something's wrong. And I feel like as an athlete, as a female, like you just have to do that. I tried to prep for a show and I was, I was way far away for a show. Like I was like five months away from a show and I was like, okay, time to prep again, you know, and I go into a prep, nothing big, nothing dramatic, just a normal prep diet and to clean up what I'd been eating. And my body like didn't lose weight and that had never happened never like my body always reacts really well and it's like oh okay that's a one-off then it happened again and then my coach at the time was like that's really weird we've worked together before this has never happened so let's mm-hmm. knock out this food let's knock out 20 grams of carbs let's knock out this let's raise your protein you know we went through weeks and weeks and my body was like i'm not losing weight and it didn't for like I think I did this maybe for two months and it got to a point where, and I don't blame my coach for this, but it was like, are you sure you're following the plan? And we were so confused. And I was like, I was ran, I was exhausted. And I don't know, I didn't know why I wasn't losing weight. I was on a very high protein, low carb. I was doing uh, cardio and it just was terrible. And we both had to like, we both knew we're like, this isn't working. We have to stop. Lo and behold, I went and got my blood work done and I had, um, 
I can't remember what it was. I think it was my thyroid and like something else was extremely low. And it was just like, no, like something's wrong and you need to take a step back from this and you need to like eat healthier. And that goes back into like a good thing I learned and that's balancing your food. So when I continue to work with a coach, we're like, let's have more walnuts. Let's have more avocados. Let's have more fish. Let's have, or salmon. Let's have this. Let's eat these healthy fats and raise Mm -hmm. this pretty high along with carbs and protein and keep weightlifting. And that's what's like completely reinvented my body and made me like have such a great off season and a great prep right now and like how everything's been going, but it's balance. It's and it's patience and yeah, doing it every day and giving it time to work. Yeah. Yeah. Not doing it for four days. And then on my fifth day, I decide I want to eat something off my like eat something that's not on my nutrition plan. No, it's following my plan, following my training and changing my body. Like you, and it's true. My skin is better. My hair is better. Um, Mm -hmm. I have no problem losing weight, gaining muscle mass. I, but it's the patience and it's the time and it's the balance. It's so true. And it's going to be a nicer result in the end because it's going to be more sustainable. I mean, when you see people lose weight rapidly, you know, the result isn't the same. Like, I get this all the time where people, you know, they're like, oh, I, I saw someone doing a show and, like, I want to do a show. And, you know, there there was a whole foundation that that competitor has set before they got into the kind of shape that you see on stage. And I'm not saying it's years, but, you know, they had good habits in place. They built a nice foundation of muscle. They've got glutes. They've got shoulders. They have their healthy. Then they cut. If you go straight to the cutting part, it's not going to be the same result. And there's a lot of people that that would argue with me on that and just say, you know, and just because of lack of experience, I say, well, that's not that's not true. Like if I just, you know, do this same training program and just eat what she's eating, then I'm going to look like that on the other side of it. And that isn't always the case. That's like we talked about this earlier. It's like you got a cake and it says bake this cake for 40 minutes at 375. You can't just jack the oven up to like the maximum and then only cook it for 18 minutes, not going to be the same cake. Right. So, um, that's the, that's the other thing. And that's where we kind of, we see a lot of these weight loss drugs that are becoming really popular and widely available and, um, that people are dropping weight really, really fast. And it seems like a really easy solution, but you know, it's not, you're not just going to lose fat when you're losing weight that quickly. And if you're, you know, taking, you know, semaglutide or Ozempic, Wagovi, whatever these things are, hoping that it'll help you get that 20 pounds off and you can look really lean on the other end of it. Like it's not, it's not going to be the same result because these drugs do, you do call, you lose lean muscle when you take something like that, mm-hmm. because the nature of it is it suppresses your appetite. You don't want to eat anything. You don't feel like working out really. And you don't have the protein to support your muscle. And you lose muscle. So, you know, that's why I caution against anything that seems too good to be true because it always is. <laughs> and, um, you know, long-term, I mean, we need that muscle. Like as we get older, that muscle is what gives our body fuel and energy and it keeps us strong, prevents injury, you know, not to mention if we don't even talk about muscle, like the vitamins and nutrients that we give our bodies throughout the day, every day are good for our skin, our bone health, our hair, like that stuff's pretty important too. Like being skinny is not 
everything. Like certainly a healthy weight is, is important, but you know, if you're just looking at the scale, you're also not looking at body composition. Having muscle is really important and it really is what keeps you healthy. And if you want to enjoy your foods that you like again and not just gain 10 pounds because you had pizza and a slice of birthday cake, like the muscle is really important. So I just really caution against, um, against doing that as a quick fix without looking into it. You know, I mean, I've seen it done well. I've seen people who are using a reputable clinic where they're being monitored and they're, they have to sustain a certain amount of intake so that they, you know, don't see the negative effects, but nine out of 10 times people are not doing that. And they're just taking this drug and they're not eating. And then they wonder why they don't have a bum anymore and their hair is falling out. (laughs) Like, yeah. That's what's happening. You can't just lose fat alone. You, it just doesn't happen. So yeah, but I feel I mean, like people don't think not, about that's that. about as much like as I want to say about it because I'm going to make people mad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. so it doesn't matter. You're gonna no matter what you do in this industry, you're always going to have people that disagree with you. I know. With you. You this is my podcast. A, you could you can do what I want. Yes, yes. You could be ninety nine point nine 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 percent like spot on and you'll have that one that one off like no you're wrong so but it's scary and that goes back to like the lack of education like sure can you take this like new thing that's on the market that will help you lose the stubborn 20 pounds and i say stubborn because it's like again it goes back to consistency and i feel like there's not enough like attention on consistency like people will put that on social media Mm -hmm. posts like i do it all the time and they'll be like stay consistent it's you have to understand what that means. Like if you have a balanced nutrition plan for yourself and and you have a coach that gives it to you or or you even create one for yourself, you know, lean protein, vegetables, carbs, you know, you look up some videos, you learn how to create one for yourself. Sticking mm-hmm. to that, not sticking to it for six days. And then on the seventh day, your husband wants to go out. And so you go have burgers and fries and beer. It's like, oh, I'll get right back on it. It's like, yeah, you have little one-offs of that but that should be like one every like five months or, or four months or however mm-hmm. long like your plan is you you got to give consistency to it to allow yourself to grow that lean muscle tissue because just like you said as we get older we need that so much and there's more and more evidence coming out of that of of there's ted talks and research papers on how important Mm -hmm. it is for our longevity to have lean muscle tissue as females for everything you said like vitamins minerals bone density elasticity collagen you know our health like just so much and you're taking a drug that is so new and it's it's made for people with type 2 diabetes and there are people that need it like nobody's doubting that but as certainly a woman, yeah. yeah as a woman who wants to lose like stubborn 20 pounds and you you go to, to a med spa or you go somewhere and they offer it to you as like because you've got botox or because you've got something at a med spa or whatever clinic it is they offer it to you and it sounds good you do lose 20 pounds but it's it's a what 20 pounds are you losing are you you're gonna let's say you lose let's say 50% of that, so 10 pounds of that is lean muscle tissue, which sounds so terrible, because then what happens when you're not taking that anymore, because it's not a lifelong drug, I don't think, even if it is, that's kind of scary. Yeah. You stop taking it, and then you have the holidays. Okay, well you eat cookies and cheese, bread and wine and more wine, and you gain 20 pounds of the 20 pounds you lost, but the 
20 pounds you originally lost was 10 pounds of lean muscle tissue and you just put you're not on gaining muscle 20. back <laughs> you're not gaining it exactly back. you're gaining all no. of this fat that's gonna be just mm-hmm. detrimental to your health and it's just i feel like people need to think like that before they search a miracle drug and they need to understand that that's kind of my two cents exactly <laughs> you're spot on like that's exactly because that's human nature it doesn't mean you are a person that doesn't have any any motivation but like that's just the lifestyle we live like I always talk about the biggest loser and that very popular television show where they went away for months and lost all that weight and they did great because they didn't have kids around they didn't have to go to work they didn't have celebrations and birthdays and anniversaries and then when they went back out into the real world they didn't know what the fuck to do with themselves so I think that's a big thing like okay yeah it works while you're on it and you know but yeah you lose that muscle and then you go back to eating the way you were before, well, you're not going to put that muscle back on. And it's so hard for women to build muscle. Like, I mean, girl, we know it because we're in it. We're, we've done building seasons and it can be done, but it takes, you know, it takes time and patience and it doesn't happen overnight. And so, you know, I, I think on the other side of taking that medication, trying to build back what you lost, that's, that's a big investment of time and it's hard to do that as a woman just with our genetic makeup we don't have the same um, muscle building chemicals in our bodies that men do and then our hormones decrease over time as we get older so I just don't think that people think about it and and what scares me about it is like the other things that we mentioned like you know keto and diet pills and all that stuff that stuff was all really short-lived this is like this has been around now, I think it's been about two years that people have really been using it for weight loss. But prior to that, it existed just for diabetes and it wasn't being used like for the off-label uses that we're seeing it. But now, of course, we have peptides that are mimicking semaglutide and there's more places that have it. It's more readily available. It's super duper expensive, but just the long-term cost and you know, it, it isn't something that should be taken lightly. And I, I think that's the scary part is like, think about all of these things. Like if we talk about just like earlier, we were talking about diet it's where you eliminate full food groups like again long-term health is is important and we're all, we're all going to get old one day and people don't want to believe that but we're all going to and so I think I'd like to get there in the best healthiest way possible looking hot the whole time not just like skinny with no bum and no hair on my head like no yeah. thank you it's not for me I, but <laughs> I always say you know. I want to be like the fittest grandma yeah like, I be the grandma doing a uh, yoga on a paddleboard with my grandkids. Yeah, kind me too. Hard. And I want to feel awesome. You know, I don't want to be like, oh, I can't or like, you know, I don't want to be on a bunch of medication. Like, no, thanks. I don't. That's not for me, you know. So, um, yeah, I think I hope that we've brought some some light to some subjects today, you know, and overall, I think like Mandy and I, we were we share our same, you know, value of of just consistent training and proper nutrition, rest, recovery, being good to your body, like that is the not sexy answer, but it's what works. And I think that's it. We're all just kind of like, oh, what's that one thing that, you know, that you would do? And people ask me all the time when I'm like in really great competition shape, they're like, wow, like, what are you doing? Like, what did you, I'm like, uh, this took months to get in this kind of shape. There isn't one pill or one supplement or one diet method it took to get here. You know, I worked on this for a really long time. So, you know, I don't want that to discourage people, but it's also just like, just get started and stick with it and stick with it for a while and commit to it as a lifestyle. And you'll get there too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it can happen for anybody really. Yeah. And you don't have to like, you know, kind of like this podcast, it is bikinis after babies. It's not just like getting ready for a stage. So like 
if you as a woman like go to the gym and you like want to like learn how to lose fat in a healthy way and you see like the competitors at the gym you see what it looks like you don't have to you don't have to go in there and like your goal doesn't have to be like I want to leg press you know eight plates <laughs> just doing some resistance training a little mm-hmm. bit a couple times three four times a week and then just building on that and taking your time with it there is like you don't need to be like trying your best to pr all this stuff just like take your time with it and you don't necessarily have to look like somebody getting ready for stage to be in your optimal health with resistance training and building lean muscle tissue and living a long healthy life with that it's just Mm -hmm. the motivation of someone that like looks like that like knowing that they have kids and a career and family and stuff like if they can make time for it like i can too you know Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Yeah, I, really, I think we touched on like a, a lot of the fad diet. And again, like you said at the beginning, there's no, if you do this and you've, or you have done these fad diets, it's, there's no bashing. There's no judging. We've all done it. Like we've all thought right. that we were super smart and like, we got it. We figured it out. And then now look at us like 10 years later, we're like, no, <laughs> no, we don't have it figured out. Like it's okay. Like we, we we've all done it. And this is just, and our there's always those like one off people that, had great results with the caveman diet or, you know, whole 30 or whatever it is like, and that's great. That's, you know, it's not, I'm going to say it's rare, but just do what, what, if you find something that works for you, that you can stick to, that you're happy with the same with exercise. Like you might be like, you know, no lifting weights isn't for me. That's fine. If you don't love it, then you know, you can either learn to love it or you can find something that you enjoy. So, you know, I think the same goes with diets. Like I'm certainly not here to tell you if you're loving keto and it's working for you, then it it probably is right for your body, you know? Um, but you know, don't force yourself to do something that doesn't feel good. Doesn't be something that you can sustain just for results, because that's going to be the worst diet that you could do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think we got a little bit of everything and hopefully you guys, you know, took some really good pointers out of this and enjoyed it you know always let us know you know we're on spotify apple you can watch us on youtube always let us know what you guys think or if you have questions about like this podcast or the other podcasts that we've done if you have questions like about us or any kind of any part of our journey i'm I know I am. I'm sure you are. Like, we'll share anything with you guys. Mm -hmm. And if you guys want to hear, you know, something or some insight of something, just leave us a comment, you know, or always feel free to message us on our social media. And we'll be more than happy to answer or go over anything on any future episodes. Yeah. There's a million ways to get a hold of us. They're all linked below. (laughs) Yeah. Our personal Instagrams, our Instagram for the show. Um, over on YouTube, you can just leave a comment. Um, mm-hmm. You can leave, you know, any of that stuff where we love to answer questions as we want to be able to answer your questions. We talk about this all the time in our team meetings with our coaches, like a lot of things that are obvious to us um, are not obvious to our listeners. And we're happy to talk about those things, bring our experience. And then also it helps us like bring guests on too. you know, if hormones become something that we talk about a lot, I'd love to have a hormone specialist on here as well. So feedback mm-hmm. is always welcome. And of course, thank yeah. you so much for tuning in and uh, we will talk to you guys next week.